right, welcome to episode two of Funny Ball, the podcast. I have with me a friend of mine, local comedian, Jacob McLean. Thank you. Yeah. Bringing it in on the podcast. Uh, for anyone trying to get on this podcast, just know uh, all you got to do is have a car and be available to shoot when Dylan's getting off work. <laughs> and he'll have you come pick him up. <laughs> I may or may not have needed a ride home from work, and uh, that may or may not be the reason that Jacob's on the podcast today. <laughs> Miss all the shots you don't take, right? It works out in the end. Uh, I could have just walked home. It's only like a mile away from my work. It's raining, though. Yeah. I just wanted to see your face. <laughs> Gets off work. Doesn't even have a coffee for me. Works at Starbucks. I had a slice of pizza ready for you. That's true. And that was cost me like three I'll send you the bill. <laughs> it's my uh, my fee for you. For driving me home, being on the podcast, mm-hmm. I'm happy to have you, man. Um, so tell me about your uh, start in stand-up. Where was the first place you did? The first place I did stand-up was at the, uh, fuck, am I forgetting the name of the bar now? Uh, the one that we always do on Wednesdays. Was Studio, it? Studio Inn. Yeah, yeah, next to the Indian food place. Uh, yeah, that's where I got started. It was. Uh, I had like, I knew that there was a mic on Wednesdays there, probably like a year and a half before I ever actually went. How'd you find out about it? I, I believe like just the internet, just Googling open mics in my town. I was able to find that that one was happening. And yeah, I was like, I was gonna go pretty much every week for like a year and a half. <laughs> and just every time I was like, ah, I'll go next week. And then at a certain point you're like, dude, I've been, th- it's been like a year of me like <laughs> anticipating going and then not going. I'm like, I need to just fucking go. So did you sign up the first time that you went? Yeah. Yeah. The first time I went, I, I signed up actually, which I wasn't sure if I was, I was going to. I think it worked out that I signed up because there was like nobody there other than like Travis was like the host at the time and the bartender like told I asked the bartender and Christian told me like who was the person it just it was so unintimidating it's like Travis just standing there like yeah man none of us are really that funny it's all good like <laughs> I mean Travis never lied yeah <laughs> what's he doing now he's in Colorado yeah, yeah he moved to Colorado uh, I think mostly to get away from the studio and open mic yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was uh, the studio in was the second or third place I went. I don't know. Like, I think it was the second place because I did the download first and then Travis fucking hosted the studio in. That was a whole different time of comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I remember. Uh, I think I remember. I might have seen your first set because I was working at the download. You probably did. You're and I remember being like, dude, this guy is <laughs> hilarious. But like it's the download is so horrible for comedy it's like such a like you could like hear a pin drop or, or not or the bar is just loud as fuck but either way it's like generally not very involved it's just like somebody doing comedy in the corner and the bar is just like what's going on over there to be honest the only people that ever liked my comedy i think early on were the sets that i did at down low and a lot of them were really bad because i was just not funny and I, my material was just not very good at all but uh, I, I, it wasn't like at the Maltese where everybody was like fucking hated me because yeah. they were just like they're not the down low people are just there to drink or hang out. They're not like, oh, this is my bar and you're invading it. Yeah. And they're not. There's a, a, it's a little short on the social justice warrior. Yeah. There's not a lot of that going on down there. Absolutely not. And the studio is the same way with the crowd where they'll be like, you're fucking in my bar. Can you stop? Yeah. But at least they're not going to be, but they wouldn't be too upset about the N-word there. Well, actually they would. I, I, uh, one time, it wasn't me. I've never used the N-word at the studio when on stage. I don't think I've ever (laughs) said the N-word on stage. (laughs) On stage though, in real life. Sure, I've said it in real life. (laughs) I don't, not anymore, but. 
Yeah, I stopped. Yeah. 2008 when Obama got elected was the year I stopped. Uh, I mean, you know, you got to own what you've done and, <laughs> and move forward. Like, everybody's, everybody's done that. And if you say you haven't, you're just fucking lying. But the download was uh, was a cool bar to do stand-up in. Uh, and you were a cook down there. Yes. So you got to see all the open mic sets. Yeah. It was luckily back then it wasn't really you that was like not a comedy open mic though, right? Wasn't it like more of a music open mic that you would come to there at that yeah, time? Yeah, Tito ran it. Yeah. Which is like even worse for trying to do comedy when it's like it goes from like a mu- like people are playing like the hits that like people at the bar want to hear or whatever at an open mic or doing badly, but either way they're like doing music, which is like much easier for a, a cra- an unexpecting crowd to get behind. I think it actually kind of worked to your advantage in a little ways because, um, like, you would sh- you'd be the only comedian there. So if you could actually get them, they would all fucking listen to you and shit. It wasn't That's like true. You wouldn't you you're not gonna go up at a time where everybody's like, oh, let's go out and smoke right now or some shit like that, like at a comedy mic where the entire crowd could literally just abandon you if they want. Yeah. Well, it, it's gotta d- depend a lot on the music act before you. Like, if somebody was just destroy like fucking guitar solos and create you're you're not gonna look that good after that but if like someone some stupid bitch is up there like singing Katy perry badly like yeah it's pretty easy to go up and be like well that was horrible like you can be on their side pretty easily you can just situation. shit on them yeah yeah 100 percent. it's always the easiest time to go on stage honestly is when you can just thrash whoever was on there before you <laughs> so what do you think like the biggest gig you've ever done is <laughs> um the biggest sized room and possibly the most amount of people. Although I don't know how willing of participants they were, but they, uh, that charity that Mitch put on at the casino. Right. <laughs> uh, we touched on that in the last episode. How was yeah. your, what was your experience for that show? Uh, I went first and I remember I had a relatively bad set, but I feel like I had like one of the best sets of the night. Probably like, it, like the crowd was, delightfully confused i would say during my set like they were like oh he's talking about his butthole it's kind of weird but whatever like i didn't know they were gonna be eating food at the same time too it's like that would have been nice to know i don't know it was hilarious that they had that uh the auctioneer go in the middle when he was clearly the headliner (laughs) like off of the crowd's reaction i don't know well there was so much stand-up like there's like five sets of like seven minute open micers so you're you already got like 40 minutes of comedy which is like enough yeah you know like especially when more it's, than enough open mic comedy when yeah. when it was already bad and then the auctioneer went up and they spent like thousands of dollars yeah not to but like it's also just the setting of like it's like a i mean i don't want to I, I doubt they'll ever listen to this podcast but like i i, I, I felt bad for them like the family of the, the girl who had like died of leukemia i also thought she was like still alive and it was like we we're i was like oh she's dead already that seems <laughs> Like, that's a really uphill battle to try to, like, be bad at comedy for. <laughs> like, we're not even... You booked nobody... You got Phil. Phil could have done well, but he went up at the very end when no one gave a fuck anymore. <laughs> Dude, Phil would have not done well. Phil was... He should have went first, though. It would have been better. Yeah. Well, Phil did... I think Phil ended up getting moved up. He didn't go... I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I, that was... It doesn't matter. But, yeah, that was probably... Either that or that one... The outdoor show in... Uh, Marysville. Possibly the one that like Rich was at too, and yeah, uh, at Seven Mile House and really, really funny Mexican dude was the headliner, whatever his name was. It was on the, I forget what his name was. Uh, Robert Amoto, maybe. 
yeah but yeah that, that that show was pretty fun that was cool but it was like shortly after i had like gotten a concussion i remember like not feeling like prepared for it yeah <laughs> that show was awesome i hope uh that venue starts doing shows again sometime but seems like the right kind of venue for it well i know but like outdoor and conservative like that's or, like a good combination just, for... or we could do it inside and just say fuck it yeah just as a protest even when it's like freezing and nobody like oh i guess that makes sense yeah. never mind or if it's you know yeah. It's hella nice outside. We're like, we're doing it inside. Anyway. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Just start doing Trump won the election. <laughs> Stop the steal. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus. But yeah, I don't know. I think those are probably some, I don't know. It's probably just shows that you produced in town here have been the biggest shows I've done. Some of those. It's, um, you know, it's kind of interesting that like a lot of the stuff that's happened, uh, has been stuff that I did. And I guess that, you know, like there was no shows when I first started doing comedy, like nobody was producing shows except for Bob Backstrom produced, uh, his, you know, shout out to Bob. Yeah. Bob get Bob on the podcast someday. If I can afford him. Uh, I thought about trying to do an impression of his laugh, but I think that would be a little loud. <laughs> yeah, you might blow out the speakers. Um, but yeah, Bob ran his show, and then, you know, there was the Kate. I guess Mitch started running shows. Fucking. Yeah, I never heard about any Mitch shows before yours. Yeah, well, the Whitewater Saloon, it was a bar up in Paradise, and uh, that was the first show I ever did. It's fucking terrible show there's like <laughs> there's already pool tables like in between the audience and the crowd and the stage like, <laughs> and people using them. it walking around in circles yeah. making loud noises <laughs> literally just not just watching like yelling. You. <laughs> <laughs> i want to fuck her <laughs> high stakes pool like gambling hundreds of dollars in between <laughs> what do you what do you do you have a fun name for this the studio uh grandma's house Gra- welcome <laughs> to my grandma's house, grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, that's funny <laughs> all right so um like had you watched had you been to like any live shows for stand-up before you started doing it i think so you know what i had actually been to like years ago i went to the i was at the maltese randomly for an open mic night and then i came back on purpose a couple times and watched and i knew i like wanted to do comedy at that point but i wasn't like in any way i was like that's like many years off or i might never do it you know what i mean and i remember watching a few open mics there but i think that's about it i don't think i've ever actually seen like a like a headline like a like a good real comedy show you know right like definitely not before i mean i've, I've seen some you know local shows and stuff now that i'm been doing comedy but before that i don't think i'd ever really been, been to a comedy show yeah i'd gone to uh i think the first one i went to is ralphie may here in chico and the El Rey, they've always booked like some pretty dope headliners. Yeah, that's cool. Ralphie's hilarious. Ralphie May's show went for three hours, dude. <laughs> was it good? Well, like the first uh like ninety minutes of it was good because it was just like his stand up. Yeah. And it was really he was fucking hilarious. What was funny? Yeah, right, right. I mean, he was great. What was funny is a lot of people thought he was Gabriel Iglesias, so they like brought their kids out. What? And that's he, a hilarious mis- mistake. They're <laughs> like, he's the fat comic. And you could literally, well, I don't know if they thought it was Gabriel Iglesias, but they, they, you could see parents like leading their kids out, like holding their ears, and he's like, "Yeah, she had a big fucking monkey," <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Jesus, dude!" Like, I mean, fucking, you know, maybe research your comedian before, but he did 90 minutes of stand up, and then he talked about like how he was gonna die soon, and like, I, ever, dude, everybody <laughs> wanted to leave, but you were like, I mean, I don't want to be like the asshole that's like, "Yep." I'm gonna get. I got my fill. My time to go. 
Thanks a lot, Ralphie. That's pretty crazy, though, to try to do, like, three hours on stage. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, I'm sure once you start, like, all you do is headliner link sets. You're just, like, up there trying to extend it if you can plus it's like the whole situation like you're you're you're, the people are in the room you already you walk out there and you're like sweet i'm getting all this money no matter what Mm -hmm. so it's kind of it's definitely a different feel yeah you're like i don't care about any of these people like i already have their money it's a lot different when you're like suck in your head and you're going to a mic and you're like trying like if those people don't like you you're gonna like be depressed about it yeah you know it what validates I mean? what you thought about yourself yeah but if you're like art you walk out there and you're like wow this is hundreds of people i got like 20 dollars each from awesome like <laughs> it is I, I wouldn't really matter if you bombed <laughs> do you feel pressure when you go up and do sets not really anymore i used to a lot for a while and i had a little period of where after i stopped drinking that it was really awkward it wasn't really like pressure but it was just like just overly like critical like you know getting ahead of yourself in your head and shit i think i go through uh phases where i'll be like if i think i'm killing it and i'll be like oh i'm i and you have confidence and stuff but then a couple bad sets and you're like oh fuck yeah definitely yeah I, when i'm doing well when i'm on a hot streak i definitely don't care as much and i'm that, that's kind of like the whole like double-edged sword of it where it's like if you give too much of a fuck, you're gonna like do badly, probably. Yeah, definitely. But, but that's where kind of like hitting too many mics can, uh, you know, if you don't go up about it the right way and you like go up there expecting to do well and like, you know, not bomb and be like, oh, I better do well so I fucking, for whatever reason, because uh, that's just not gonna happen at the shitty open mics that are available yeah, to us. Definitely, I kind of like. <clears throat> there's like multiple reasons i haven't been going to the mics as much lately but that's kind of part of it where it's like especially when you like have like a few really good sets in a row and you don't have any and you're like well that was awesome and i don't have any new material so it's gonna like not go i also don't drink anymore so it's like there's less of that pull it's like if i'm getting drunk anyway which i used to be every night for the most part i'm like might as well go to the open mic and hang out with my friends and go on stage but i've been like watching my nephew early in the mornings on friday because my sister has a job now and uh yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know, sleep is nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's days where I really don't want to go to the open mic. Um, I can definitely see how, how, you know, people that host these things for a long period of time just really dr- like drains you. Yeah. If hosting the open mic was the only thing that I was like doing and that was like my whole world in comedy, it'd be, very, it, I think, a lot more stressful than trying to do other stuff because like the open mic just sucks. Really. Yeah. It yeah, really yeah. sucks the life out of you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely like a weird thing where like I could even see myself wanting to go every week, but the fact that you kind of have to is like, yeah, it can be. It's a little bit like a job. Oh, it is a hundred percent. Um, and you get paid. Yeah, I do. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that's good. Not it's enough. Like, yeah, I mean, it's horrible when you're doing something that feels like a job for free. <laughs> a um, sign that you are a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of chump. <laughs> Yeah. So that's good that you get paid. Well, I mean, it, a lot of people are coming out for it. You know, there's like 20 fucking comics every week. Yeah. So. Which is a head. That's like 40 regular people drinking. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is. That's a lot of tubs. Yeah. So. No, yeah, it does well. It seems like people like coming out and like getting food there and like making night out of it. Especially with like the whole like, I don't know, so much shit still like shut down to like be able to go do something. People yeah. seem to enjoy it. But the open mic is also like it's kind of a bad representation of stand up comedy because there's so many horrible sets that happen every week. Yeah. So it, you're just like if you're like a fan coming to watch, you're like, 
damn. Yeah. There's like a diamond in the rough. It is nice though to like I remember seeing an open mic like I like the years before I ever actually planned on going. When I saw the open mic there, I was like, okay, some of these people are like you know, there's a few people that had really funny sets, but for the most part just trash and you're like, "Oh, okay, I could definitely at least do that you know what i mean like I'm, like yeah i couldn't do worse and that's like 90 percent of this mic is like something i could easily achieve which is like just not being funny <laughs> did you do well your first set um i mean in retrospect no like if i had that set tonight like the exact like if, if my pacing and uh and heartbeat was that fast and i got like those light of chuckles i'd be like wow this, i don't ever want to this is stupid <laughs> how long have i been doing this like this is embarrassing <laughs> but uh i mean that being said you know i could definitely bomb worse than that tonight but i don't know it it at the time it was it felt really good it was nice it was better than i expected to do which i think is why i did well is because i went into it being like i'm probably gonna like hate myself afterwards like that's like was my intention on it was like i'm not gonna this is i'm not gonna be proud of this at all and then it like i got like a couple chuckles you know some good you know i had like five minutes and i had like a handful of like decent chuckles which i was like okay this isn't the worst experience of my entire life that was fun (laughs) like i don't know i like if that hadn't happened if it had gone really badly the first time uh, i don't know if i would have kept doing it you know yeah, there, there's sets that I've had that, like, shit's gone really wrong where you just, like, go blank and you don't remember any of your stuff. Yeah. And you're, like, and there's, oh, and even worse, if there's, like, actually a crowd or you're, like, somewhere where you're, like, I better do well so these people fucking think I'm good. And then you eat, a sh- eat shit in front of them. <laughs> yeah. I remember this one kind of early on. I had a joke that had, like, gotten a chuckle before, so I thought it was, like, funny. And I, like, didn't, it, it was a joke about adoption. But then it was like right before the closer bit from the person before me was a, a joke about abortion. And I was like thinking about that joke and I accidentally said abortion, but I didn't even realize I said abortion. And the crowd, like it just didn't make sense. It was like, it, it seemed like it didn't make sense. And it seemed like I was being like sexist at the same time. You know what I mean? Like people were like, there's like this bartender that was like mad at me, that older like bartender, like waitress lady at the at the studio in mm-hmm. she was like she was like fucking asshole and like looking at me <laughs> while i was on stage i was like what like a joke were you adopted like i don't i didn't know and then were when i got aborted? off yeah when i got off stage some a friend of mine that was there was like i didn't understand your uh your abortion joke and i was just like abortion i don't have an abort and then i and then i realized what had happened it's like i don't know that's the worst is when you like fuck up the wording of something but you're too nervous to like notice that you did it and then you don't know why everything's going wrong yeah you seem like a fool yeah, now you're known as the guy with an abortion joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. I mean, they they are hilarious, but I don't have a joke about them. Yeah. yeah. No laughing matter. <laughs> yeah, you see a lot of crazy stuff at the open mic, though. And, like, it's kind of funny, like, the stuff that gets picked as, like, going too far. Do you like watching new people's sets? <laughs> I mean... I like the prospect of it. I, I, I am excited about like the potential and I watch like the first part, but like usually I don't end up enjoying it, I would say. I but, think, but but sometimes when someone's new and they're good though, when they make me laugh, I really like it a lot. Yeah, that happens uh, kind of more often than like the, it, when you see a new person, like their first set going well is probably more likely than their second or third. Yeah, well, because then it, that's what happened to me where I had like an okay set my first time and then... I was like, okay, so I'm going to go back out and have that good of a set again. And then I went and then I was expecting to like do kind of well and like gave a fuck. 
and then I was just like months of just like dog shit probably <laughs> after that. <laughs> How many years have you been doing it now? Like two ish. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I, I think two years. But I mean, a big chunk of that time was like kind of slashed by quarantine stuff before the mic got rolling and. And it used to be two mic. I mean, I guess it's only like, ha- but I mean, that's still half as much. I used to go like almost twice a week consistently. I would go to both mics. So now there's only one and I've been missing that. So I don't know. His last six months have been like pretty low, like amount of like frequency as far as like how many times a week I'm getting up. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, progress lost uh, for the coronavirus and stuff. And a lot of, pe- a lot of money for people that actually fucking who actually got it like that. Yeah, definitely. I always think, like, that would be, like, the worst time to, like, if you, like, just barely made it at anything in life, like, right before. Like, if you, like, just uh, just opened a restaurant and that was, like, your passion. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of people that, like, thought they had, like, just achieved their dreams at, like, the beginning of last year. <laughs> and they just, it probably is a nightmare. You know? Although I did feel good when I went, when I hadn't gone for a while after the shutdown, when I first started going back to the, the mic. Or maybe not the first time I went back, but, like, I went once and then. A few months later went back and I felt good about it. It was fun. Like I had a good, like I I did better than I expected to. I kind of thought I was going to like be like, feel like super off and like, like feel like a, like I kind of thought I was going to feel like a, like brand new again. Like I like had no experience, but I actually felt like I had like gotten better in the time that I didn't go, which kind of, it was why I don't go every week now is I'm like, I kind of thought that I was like going twice a week that that was like making me good at it and then when i stopped going twice a week i those are like some of the best sets i've had so i don't know yeah i definitely feel that um that's why i'm trying not to host every week because like there's there's little room for uh for any progress at all like as far as just working on material i don't like to be the guy that's going to do material after i've already uh done like opened up the show yeah yeah at that point i'd rather just like and i've done it before where i'll like have somebody else host like halfway through and i'll just do another set at the end yeah if i want to and i can do that because it's my show and i go through enough shit that yeah if i want to do two sets i'm gonna do two sets yeah definitely that's also like you could do that when you want i don't know it seems like kind of a nice option though because like i was saying if you like feel like you don't have anything new written you don't even know what like you know you don't even if you're if you can kind of phone it in like you can kind of not do a lot of material hosting yeah it's easy to phone it in when you're doing that and, and that's you why could, if you wanted to you could probably ask someone else to open you could probably not even do a set at the beginning if you really wanted to if you like really weren't feeling it and you were like just gonna bring up a comedian right away i don't think whoever the first person was wouldn't really care yeah i mean everybody would think less of you though they'd be like i don't know if they could if that could happen Dylan. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. True that. You got the bar pretty low. <laughs> you look up to me. Yeah, a little bit. So, <laughs> um, when are you gonna feel comfortable, like, being like, yeah, let's go to that open mic in Sacramento at that bar where nobody's wearing masks? Like, um, I don't know, man. Honestly, I go back and forth so much, and like. How, like everything it seems so weird i feel like everybody else in the world is super polarized and they're like this virus is fake or they're like in horrible fear and i go like in a general day i swing back and forth from like being worried about like my loved ones to being like this is probably just like the illuminati trying to like fucking get into bitcoin somehow you know what i mean like this is all scam and like, i go through the gambit of that throughout a general day so i don't know i'm not really that worried about my own health at all like i'm pretty healthy i don't like i don't know i don't really get sick much so i'm not that worried about myself but i do spend like some time around like 
some like my family members and stuff and like my nephew i'm like i would hate for like to feel like the one that like got like a four-year-old really sick you know what i mean yeah it's completely understandable but uh so i don't know um i guess it i mean maybe soon like with the vaccination kind of rolling out and like people are starting to get it like as long as like people don't start turning into lizards on the street and like at least science is just saying it's working I'll be I'll, I'll go out again. Literally, I would just keep doing comedy through like it doesn't matter what kind of disasters. I'm just going to keep doing the lab open mic. That'd be funny. It would, like through Civil War. Yeah, I mean, I do have to admit that like your whole bit like it's like a bit that grew in a way you didn't know it was going to where you're like every week means every fucking week. Like you used to say that way before the apocalypse had started. You know what I mean? Like and now it's like Every Thursday, no exceptions. No exceptions. <laughs> I, I don't care if they're storming the Capitol, right? The United States is falling, and we're going to do stand-up. I don't know. Yeah, but- it worked out well. Like, organically grew with the world falling apart. I mean, there's a lot going on there. There was pandemic, uh, storming the Capitol, uh, fucking what else? The first domino and the I'll, apocalypse. I'll be honest with you, man. Like, there's been times where I've really wanted to just quit doing the mic. Because, I mean, it's only worth doing it as much as I feel like it's worth doing it. It's not like it's financially fucking worth it or any, it, you know, I'm not getting any opportunities from it. It's just a stand-up show that I like doing every Thursday. Mm-hmm. But um, th- the reason that I kept doing it is because, like, you know how it, I don't want to fucking let the haters win. Yeah, yeah. The people are like, cancel the show, Dylan. Cancel yeah. the show. I've ne- no, I feel like I have to keep doing the show just to spite them. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, uh, I mean, it's really the worst way to try to get someone to do it. It's like, what would have worked better is if like, if people had just like not give, they would just like not given a fuck, you probably wouldn't even be doing it anymore. Yeah. On you know? a, I, <laughs> I might not, dude. And that's like the whole, our culture in like a, in a nutshell is like people trying to like people making things super famous by trying to like shut it down. And it's like, it's <laughs> just not how it works. You can't. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to stop doing the mic now because you're a fucking plus dude it's nice it's good that i'm glad that you are doing it because um i mean definitely at times for me and i know a lot of comedians it's like it's uh it's really nice to have that option to go do that especially with the world being like so shut in i feel like we're all pretty angsty it's nice to be able to go on stage what'll be uh what'll make it a little easier is when stuff starts opening up like in sacramento and other places and then all these like sacramento guys have an option to do a different mic or even the chico guys if you want to not come to my mic you can go to do a different mic like in somewhere else because just like having only mic like in northern california being chico a a destination people are like let's go to fucking chico dude yeah so (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty funny dude the scene there is hilarious sometimes yeah, there's like, always always some crazy that goes down. Fucking comedians are the worst. Uh, open the worst is. audience. <laughs> like in general, like I don't know, it's pretty funny. There was definitely a time recently where it's <laughs> like people just loudly talking about doing cocaine over like somebody's set. Like who's being so loud? Oh, comedians, of course. Yeah. What'll mean? <laughs> what's gonna be nice is it's raining today. Oh yeah. So you're gonna have if they if people want to go do stuff like that, you got to go to your car like a fucking adult. Yeah, you can't just be hanging out in the back. Yeah. It's supposed to be raining kind of hard for the rest of the night. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's almost worse, though. It's like now there's going to be, I don't know, Hopefully at least sometimes people, get wet. Would, people would go out into that other, the smoking area just to like talk and bullshit sometimes, where now I think it'll be, uh, I don't know, people might be, it, it might be louder in the little tent, but uh, either way, who cares? Every week I feel like I get a little bit more strict and uh, and irritable. 
Just because of all the fuckery that goes down. Yeah. It's what, just, what, what do you mean? What's strict about what? Just irritated with people, like, not trying to, like, trying to get people to stop talking and, you know. Yeah. Sp- and when they're smoking and stuff, fucking, like, you can't be smoking weed in the back. Yeah. It's just, like, shit, like, like there's no reason I should have to hear about, like, people bringing in out, like, open containers. Like, you should be an adult enough to, like, go drink yeah. away from the bar if you're going to fucking do that and then not bring yeah. it in. Yeah. Like, don't bring yeah, it in. Yeah, definitely. And it's just a little silly, too, that, like, the bar would even put that on you. You're like, am I am well, I a bouncer? <laughs> well, they're not they're not putting it on me, but they're just... But, making... you, but, I mean, who do you hear? You hear about it from the bar. Yeah, I mean, they're just letting me know that that's what my friends are doing. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. I'm not legally responsible for these people. Uh, they're not even my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I hate these people. <laughs> <laughs> Find out who it is. Let's look at the cameras together. <laughs> I'll fuck it. I'll tell you their, their last name and where they live. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> How how do you feel about hosting shows? Have you done that uh, enough times? Have... I've only hosted one time, one time. Yeah, one time at the studio in. Yeah, you you know the night. <laughs> I walk... got blacked out, drunk. Walk me through that night. Oh, I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be, for starters, I don't really remember much of it. I got most of it secondhand. <laughs> I have flashes of, uh, I guess, what you could say. Uh, I guess I'm glad that we turned out to be friends because I what what I did could be considered sexual assault, I suppose. <laughs> but you're my friend, so it's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah. But that thir- that studio in bar tab, man, that thing will do you dirty. Yeah, that's honestly why I felt like not. I was like, dude, this is gonna like take you. Like if I host once a month, that'll take five years off my life. Probably. The problem is, you should be able to get some cash instead. Although I would like to host now that I don't drink. Yeah. I think I'd be better at it now. I mean, yeah. I can't do worse than that time. Well, I mean, you could. Like, that time was a fun time. That <laughs> That's true. People laughed really hard. Yeah, the studio in is a great place for uh for for a bunch of shenanigans to go down. <laughs> Assault on stage. That's yeah. the kind of audience that'll appreciate it. I mean, yeah. Walked up and kissed me with your fucking furry beard. <laughs> and you're like, and you never remember right after. You're like, I didn't do that. Yeah. So. No, I was. But it's uh, okay. We've all been drunk and we all do. Yeah. You know, we all make out with guys sometimes when we're drunk. When it's we okay. on stage, you know, you do some crazy stuff. <laughs> well, not even on stage, just anywhere. In your personal life. So uh, you stopped drinking. Yeah. It's been almost a year. Wow. Mm-hmm. And not even a single drop. You're not even. No. I mean, I've like had like a. The, the the kombucha that you don't have to get carded to buy you know what i mean it's not like i buy like the black label one that like yeah. is like kind of a beer like but there is like some amount of alcohol in there so i mean not like it doesn't trigger your, your yeah no it's like it's it's like you know it's like a, a, a tiny fraction of a drink or something like a tenth of a drink so no i don't get i drink in an amount that like if i was like a serious alcoholic it would probably be a pro like i mean i don't i don't drink but i'm just saying that like you know having like a small amount of uh a kombucha might set off an alcoholic or something. Just like the taste that's similar to beer or something. It's not really a problem for me. But. Yeah, I'm trying to limit my drinking. Um, it's taking it day by day. I don't have any. Even if I like stop drinking entirely, I might still like try to have a beer from time to time. But yeah, well, I mean, I'm kind of planning on. Uh, I mean, it's literally the, on the 16th. Was it the 11th right now? Mm-hmm. I think so in five days that'll be a year from the last time i drank and i'm kind of like after that i'm like i think i'll like open my mind to like having a beer occasionally maybe 
but I just really have no desire to ever be like hungover or like blacked out drunk again. Even if hangovers weren't a thing, I don't have a desire to be like out in the world, just like kissing you on stage for one or like, I don't know, just whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Just being a fucking crazy person. Yeah. No, I like, I, I had a real wake up call after, uh, going to going to Frankie's one time with some coworkers when I got off and I had drank like a fuck ton and I like fell and like hit my head on the fucking ground and was like bleeding and like woke up just like some people got me like to my house in my bed just like tucked me in with a concussion I like woke up the next day I was like what happened to me and like blood all over like it's just not a good look you know what I mean yeah I can see how that would uh definitely make you want to not do that again yeah <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I think that I'm enough of an adult that I'll be able to like enjoy a beer occasionally. But I I think I'm gonna like keep it to like one beer per serving. It's not a bad idea. And doing uh and drinking like before you go on stage like, I feel like that never helps. Yeah, I mean I think it kind of used to help me in a way because I was so I I had like really nervous about going on stage for a long time and mm-hmm. i think it helped me not be nervous but i don't think it actually helped me be good at comedy necessarily like remember your material and or, deliver it well yeah i start slurring my words real bad <laughs> real quickly if i drink <laughs> well i love you buddy i love you too man and you're one of my favorite people that do shows with for sure yeah definitely it's always and, a always a good time you know you haven't been out on the open mics as much as uh as before and that's okay you know we're all have our uh reasons to come out or stay home or whatever you know and the open mic lives on every thursday as everybody yeah. knows no Keeps. exceptions <laughs> even even fucking if like a meteor hits earth you know on two, on I'll, wednesday i'll thursday. go to, i'll go to that show for sure definitely and everybody will be talking about the meteor it'll be very annoying yeah it'll be a horrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> the thing about meteors yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, you're. I think you're at this point. You're probably one of the veterans in the comedy scene here in Chico. So it's like, you Feels know, there's good. a few of us that have been doing comedy for uh, for a while. And I know there's a lot of guys that haven't been coming out anymore that uh, would be like, "Whoa, what do you mean? We're not. We don't fall on that list." And I mean, maybe you don't. You know, yeah. you fucking. If you stop coming out, you know, you're not on the team anymore. Yeah. Or it's a new team now. It's really mm-hmm. so. Try yeah, out, tryouts every week. Tryouts every week, man, and fucking everybody makes the team pretty much. You just yeah. have, to keep, just have to keep showing up. The only thing that you don't make the team for is if you say the N word on stage. Yeah, if you say the N word on stage, you're never allowed back at the bar again. And uh, <laughs> and I mean that's a new precedent. Like, I, I did that really happen? I can't believe we have to say that. Did that really happen? It did happen. Ah, so crazy. Yeah, people. Who was it? Somebody in the audience, some some crazy guy. Oh, oh, oh! It was a not not a comedian. Not a comedian. Oh, well, that's good. Some drunk guy. That's good for some our drunk look asshole overall. Yeah, he said the where It was not. It was all bad, but uh, comedian on stage handled it very well, and uh, we all moved on. Nice. So <laughs> <laughs> everybody lived happily ever after. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for being on, Jacob. I appreciate. Thank it. Thank you for having me, buddy. <laughs>